Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the Call Me a Podcast. Uh, my <laughs> name is Prob. Oh, wow. You already laughing at my intro, huh? Great. Okay, so say your name. I am a person named Isabella Severa. And say your name. Andrew Darden. Yep. So this podcast, we have three people. Holy shit, I am clipping. All right. Um, But we have three people. Wheeler's not here with us because we're actually doing this like in person and he has corona or something like that <laughs> don't just like blast his info <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i'm not gonna like blast I mean, his... I mean uh he may or may not be infected with some sort of popular <laughs> sickness i <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's yeah he's i don't know he got it like four weeks ago and he still lost his sense of taste and smell and like yeah i know Hmm? That's what happened to me? No, like, I had uh, tonsillitis. <laughs> yes, right. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> you trying to expose me here? No, I'm just saying because you also lost your sense of... Yeah, 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 for like three days. Yeah, and he's lost it for like four weeks. <laughs> yeah, for four weeks, yeah. Okay, but anyways, we digress. Um, This podcast is kind of special because this is our, like, first kind of interview thing and like for future podcast episodes i want to like do interview type stuff with like different people so we got isabella here we're going to talk about her music endeavors um (laughs) oh we're going to talk about her music endeavors um and like all the tracks she made for tag uh the acapella group which we're all part of um well you are part of well yeah now i mean they graduated so and then we're gonna talk to andrew about uh the black lives matter protests because he organized some of them and you know he's been a very key player in yes key player in in in, um some of them uh that i was lucky enough to go to so um but yeah let's let's get started with isabella um so intentions huh that's your first song that you made for tag right yeah intentions was the first one right so um they really do be growing like vines on an old heart huh (laughs) yeah you know what i'll play the i'll play a bit of a song here and then yeah so we'll play it here okay sure (laughs) yeah no you yeah yeah you should do that (laughs) okay we'll play the song in three two one And then, yeah, so that's a song. Um, it is indeed a song. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is a song. So, Andrew, you can chime in if you want. Ask some questions about the songs that she created and stuff. <laughs> and he's gonna, probably going to be like, so tell me, like, what was the process for writing this song? And he's going to be like, well, you see, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. Um, oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, but, I mean, for intentions, what was a like what? The process for writing the song? <laughs> I guess. Um, I wrote it actually in the eighth grade. Oh. A long time ago. And for a while, a lot of people were confused about what it was about, and some people thought it was about them. It was not. Uh. <laughs> but um, it was actually, I kind of wish it was because the story is actually a little stupid. Um, I was really, really mad at my mom one day. <laughs> so I went... F you, mom! <laughs> I went and sat down at my computer and my keyboard and was like, well, her intentions really are... And it's. I think that's the fastest song I've ever written. I think it took me like 10 minutes to write, maybe. Damn. So, of course, Stro, Gary, our director, helped me... Um, complexify the chords a <laughs> yeah. bit more. Because it was only two chords, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it literally was only two chords. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah no, he, he actually arranged it. Uh-huh. And I, I, I thought it was arranged by Tom when I saw it. But I saw his name at the top right and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. This actually, he like, 
I didn't know he can arrange shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was, it was really good. I was like, I wasn't, I just wasn't, ex- you know, because we'd all kind of lionized Gabriel McAfee for so long. I didn't really think he would care to right. take on anyone else. But, you know, he did. So yeah, that was yeah, nice. Yeah. But on that album, she made On My Way. Yeah. Which, was which that was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which was really good. But Eleven yeah. Eleven won Best Album with Kara. Yeah, and she that, won the Kara for best song whatever best original best ri- best original and i got runner up that year which i that's, did not i did not deserve though no because her song did. was so no it was it was really good i i i enjoy it a lot and singing it is really cool <laughs> i you. that was that was one of the songs i was tenor too long um <laughs> <laughs> no but it was it wasn't like that high of a range actually like it was just what? like <laughs> <laughs> you know darius sings my solo part better than i do <laughs> He does. He should have heard this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, for the next podcast. Well, for the next episode, it should be the TMNT group. It should. It should. Didn't you harmonize with yourself on the album for Intentions, and we never ended up doing it? I octave with myself. I think I may harmonize too. I don't think we ever ended up doing it. I feel like we uh, talked about doing it, but we never did. Yeah, because Maddie Ladd yeah. was like, "Can I maybe like right, do it?" Right. Oh, was, was she the one to harmonize with? She didn't harmonize, but she sang, like, backing for this oh, one Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy, bro. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was a good song. And then yes. moving on to, I think, one of, if not the best song that you have probably created for Tag. I mean, there's only two. Well, three. <laughs> okay, I guess there's three. Well, there's three. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. That one was out of the three of them. That one was out of pretty the three of them, special. right? Um, last drop, which we'll play it right now. You I tell you that bass part, bro. <laughs> yeah, talk about your experience. Oh God. Bro. Oh Jesus. Andrew, you wanna you wanna do? It's <laughs> easy for No 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 no. You want no no no. From your from your perspective on my mental breakdown. Oh. So when we record the tag albums, um, we basically we'll learn the parts like the day beforehand, um, and like sweat them out and then go into the recording room. When you sing bass, you basically uh, you have to like. <clears throat> Like, straight jump into it, and it's the most difficult thing ever. Right. Um, and I walk into our director's office, and Prob's in there, having a straight breakdown <laughs> over this bass part. <laughs> and he seems fine at first. I go, and I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? And then everything goes to shit. <laughs> yeah. And I start bawling and everything, and I'm like, I'm not good enough. But then, you I know. I just want to explain that none of that is my doing. That's not <laughs> my fault. No, it was Tom's. Yes. It was Tom's, and I mean, I mean that arrangement was fire, fire, super fire. I shot the sheriff in there, that little. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is such a cool run. It's it's um a reference to the song I shot the sheriff. I think it's a Bob Marley song. That's okay. You'll hear it someday. I'll play it. Insert insert the I shot the sheriff. All right, we'll here. insert I shot the sheriff right here. Three, two, one. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna just keep that. It just pure silence. It just. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, but so. Um, after last drop, I want to talk about inside as well because you did the sax. Yeah. Solo for that, and then you also did the bass, which. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um. So. Um, last drop process. Um, I mean, if you want to delve into it, because I know it's like a bit personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I won't like say who the person right, is, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I had run into somebody who used to be a very good friend of mine mm. who, when high school rolled around, kind of, um, started just creating a lot of lies about me and um 
definitely hurt a lot of my friendships. And I kind of thought that that person was behind me. And then when we went to all... Or not all say, what was it? We went to whatever that choir thing is that we do, where we get all fancy and we try to win superiors. MPA. MPA. <laughs> MPA. We were at MPA my junior year, and she was there. And she was just really reveling in how uncomfortable I was that she was there, knowing everything that she had kind of done and, like, said oh, about damn. me. So she was, she was loving it. And I was trying to be very cordial to her. It just did not work out. And I just kind of, I don't know, got knocked down many, many pegs and uh, just felt very alone, I guess. So actually, while another group was performing, so sorry for my horrible performance etiquette, but I just pulled out my notebook and started writing. And the yeah, last drop happened. And another influence was our director's license plate. He loves roller coasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his license plate says first drop. And also, <laughs> um, this is the easy version I tell, and I'll make it fast. Sorry, I've been talking for so long. Um, <laughs> That's the point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Stroh, our director, took us all when oh we my were God. performing for. Yeah, he took us all to this. Uh, it was it was Fun Spot park. America. Fun Spot Orlando. was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all like the whole group rode this roller coaster like three times, I think. And while we were on it, it started raining. raining. And yeah. so I was so like infatuated with the triple entendre of like the last drop of the roller coaster, the last tear, and the last drop of rain. And so that's essentially what the song is about. And combined with the situation with that girl, just about kind of going crazy with like being okay with something that's not okay in a relationship so damn wow yeah no i like when i heard that song it's like like damn like there's so (laughs) many like because it's just like it's because i remember that part where it was like we went to that whole roller coaster thing Mm -hmm. And I was in a relationship at that time, but, like, Last Drop for me was just, like, I guess, like, not a redemption, but, like, it was just kind of, like, um, I guess looking back on that moment and being, like, all right, it's the last time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that song, I don't know, man. It's crazy. We did it for competition. Yeah. I was very upset. <laughs> well, I'm not very upset, but I was just, like, kind of, because Mr. Stroh, he wanted us to drop at the end <laughs> and I was just like bro what is this man thinking <laughs> it turned out good but though. people loved it, turned, it. yeah it turned everyone out. was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> no it turned out really good I was just like god god damn yeah that meant a lot to me when you told me that the song meant something to you cause that's like the point of why I write is cause I want to like yeah no I mean yeah 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 like I guess just connecting with that song like and I think it was just like all in that experience of that whole roller coaster thing, mm-hmm. um, which was like a perfect analogy for that song. Like, it's like how do you how do you um, get those like analogies and like those metaphors and then like apply them? We've like, do you remember talking about this? Yeah, in yeah, yeah, I remember. We've like kind of talked about. Yeah. It. Oh gosh, what did I say to you? Um, it never happens on purpose. I wish I could be a writer. I was just like, mm, okay, here's this really cool metaphor in this way I've been feeling. Like, how can I connect them? I can't really do that. It kind of has to happen naturally. And with Last Drop, that was probably the, uh, not the fastest song I've written, but the most, it just all kind of fell into place. Um, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that question. Sorry to be lame. Is Andrew, you got any questions? No. <laughs> yeah, these guys have been. Yes, exactly. They've heard right, the spiel. Yeah, yeah. I they these guys have been putting up with the song for more than a year. So has it been more than so, a year? Yeah. Wow, time goes by fast, man. Yeah. Um, right, so let's talk about inside, which I'll play right now. Yeah, so that song is crazy. Yeah, that's Riley Plank on lead vocals. She's not here. Yeah, she's just not. <laughs> wanted to explain. Yeah, I, I probably might do an go interview with her. Go listen to her song. Go listen to her song so bad. Yeah, go listen to <laughs> it. Go listen to it. We'll play it right now, actually. Yes. 
<laughs> oh man, no, no, yeah, yeah, go, go support her. I'm, I probably might get her on the podcast and like talk to her about that song and, and, and all that. But um, so inside, uh, you did the sax solo. How how was that? It was um kind of probably my the favorite part I've ever sang with Tag actually. Um, I originally was going for the solo, and then after contemplation and hurting myself, decided that it was not the move. So I pulled out of the of the whatever the running for it, and I was like, hey, can I just do the backing part? So I was like, sure. Wow. So I did it. It's essentially just like scatting right, the whole time, right. which is just I love and was so fun and also Riley not to like be weird but Riley's my best friend so it was really fun that uh, at, during her last year I got to you know semi be a part of her solo yeah. so that was cool yeah no that, that is such a dope song and plus the bass work on that Andrew you want you want to talk about that Th- those like uh, those fast parts in that crazy part like <laughs> surprise you did you have a mental breakdown <laughs> did i miss that <laughs> so um as uh tag evolved and as contemporary acapella in general evolves well we get the whole <laughs> oh goddamn goddamn big ass work the uh the the arrangements just get harder and harder and inside being um in my opinion one of the hardest songs that tag has ever done. oh yeah yeah um yeah, like it was, it was difficult. Um, I don't know if I had a breakdown about it. Um, I definitely just put in so much more time than I did with any other song. Mm. Um, it was the only song that I've ever asked Stro for help with. Right. Yeah. Because um, my ego tends to be too big. For that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the part is crazy. You listen to it, and it's just constant sixteenth yeah. and thirty second note runs in unison with the beatboxer, and it's just. Um, I mean the the sax solo and bass trio at the end is amazing. Yeah, just, I was happy we got to do that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a crazy piece. Yeah, we either we either kid a bit of beatboxing on that part. He oh, on that al- on that album I think. Oh, yeah. And the album before he just was. Oh, mm-hmm. on in fire! Prime. In wow. his prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, in his prime. Um, I don't know if we can talk about the new album. I don't know if we can talk about the new album. Who who do you think is gonna like? Why wouldn't Stro- we be able Stro- to? Stro- gonna be like, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> FBI, open up. <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be fine. We can talk okay. about her song. It's her song. Right, that's true, that's true. So, um, driving to your worst mistake. Well, I can't even it's play called right driving. Now. It's called it's driving. Ca- it's called driving. Wait, is it? So, <laughs> is the actual title just driving? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yep, it's called driving. Okay, so, um, well, I mean, we can't play it, but once the yeah. album comes out. I, like, I'll do it. I think it was mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that, that's a little taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's talk about driving and your your thought process behind it. Like I dare I don't know, I like when I first heard the the song I was like, Oh dang, this is really good and then you were like, Nah, it's not to my vision. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. And so I was like, eh, it's like pretty decent though. Like I, I like I like it. It's simple, um, yeah. simplistic. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I don't want to put down my own song before it comes out. That's like no. Bad. Yeah. So basically, I hate it. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't. But I will say that all of senior year was just a fever dream of performance anxiety and imposter syndrome because I was mm. just like, I, I had a really long writer's block where I was like, I can't write. Right. Like yeah, the I only thing that. I'd written was like the spider. Oh you. yeah. It's not even called spider. <laughs> we still it. need to finish that yeah. Yeah. song, dude. Spider. Spider. <laughs> um, I still have the project file for that. It's it's, but we can't call it spider. No, we'll leave Spider in the beginning. Okay, you want to <laughs> no, call it Spider? It. Let's just fucking call it. Why the fuck not? Because, I don't know, because someone told me that they thought it was cheesy. But just what? maybe no, okay. it can be cheesy. It's someone. fine. Someone. Okay, but like. Spider! Hey, you best tell this someone. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she's just going to have to do it. Right. 
Um, yeah, I like spider. Um, anyways, so I was really struggling. And then one of my friends was doing quite... Actually, a lot of my friends my senior year were involved in self-destructive behavior. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh-huh. Love you guys. Uh. <laughs> but uh, a, cert- a, a close friend of mine was doing something that we both knew was very self-destructive, and she kept going back to this thing. Mm. And so, I don't know, something possessed me that I, I... I said to her, I was like, girl, you're driving to your worst mistake right now. Like, you should not be doing Damn, that. you actually said that? Yeah. And then I was Baller. like... And then I was like, I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you make her cry, and you're like, you, you know what? You're driving to your worst... Wait, I mean, <laughs> She's still crying. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I wrote, I wrote the song... I wrote the Bones... And I would say the first draft of the song, except for the bridge, in maybe like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And right when I was done with with the first draft of the song, I sent it to her. She was literally driving to go there when uh. she received the song. She heard it in the car. And oh she was God. like, scream. Like, she was freaking out about it. She still did the thing, of course. Oh, my God. But she, she I think she'll really like Wait, it. Wait, so, so she liked the song? She, she liked the song. Oh, wow. She liked the song a lot, actually. Oh, wow. She was like, you have to show this with Sister Strode. Wow. So, yeah, I finished it up. It took a while. And Andrew is actually helping me. It took a while because I was trying to figure out where the bridge could go. Mm. Um, I was really worried that it was too boring and simple. <laughs> and so I wanted a key change. There ended up being a key change. Yeah, that, that was so really modulates dope. from E to A. And so, yeah, that's in there. And then I guess because I played it on guitar, I kind of expected Tom to pick up the nuances that I yeah, figured. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you so- sent the, the draft, well, not like the final thing to me. Or was it the final thing or was it just like... It was as good as I could get. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so, so I heard it. I was like, "Oh shit! Like this is, this is good." And yeah. so, I heard the arrangement, and I was like, "Okay, like he just made it simplistic." Yeah, which I like kind of hate. Right. <laughs> I hate. I don't hate the arrangement anymore, but I hate this. I don't know. I just don't. It just seemed yeah. very, very square, very pop. Like mm. ballad to me, which is just so not me. I re- I remember telling Weather because because I was working on the the beatboxing thing with him, and I was like, "Hey, yo, throw that Gabrielle McAfee type beat." Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like I, I love Gabrielle, but I also just didn't want to write a carbon copy of her song. Right, right, right. Know? Exactly. And that's kind of what. It no, felt but like. I feel like it's interesting because it's like, like, the the lyrical content of it is so. I don't know, like, like, I don't know the word for it, but it's, it's, it's just, it's like present. You know what I mean? Like you can like pick up on that and it's just like, oh damn. Yeah. Like, it's not like some normal, like, like some popish song, like, <laughs> like for instance, like, like hurt me. It's not like that, I yeah, guess, like yeah. where it's like poppy and there's I'm not much. I'm hoping, I don't know. I'm hoping my vocals were like not. Oh no, it was great. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they maybe, cause I wanted it to be more soul influenced and it just really didn't end up end up being so i kind of maybe my vocals will bring a little bit more in that i feel like it did we'll see what happens so i'm I'm excited yeah yeah yeah. um so andrew any questions (laughs) bro you you haven't you haven't said anything i'm like (laughs) it's her song it's not mine no but like any questions like of of um just anything you're curious about of her songs and anything I've had these conversations. Right, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. I mean, he did help, he helped me with the modulation. So, yeah, how'd you, how'd you help her with the uh, modulation? He didn't tell me, he wasn't like, go E to A, but he was like, I don't think you should do these two cheesy kinds of modulations. And I was like, okay, I won't do that. And then I didn't. Oh, yeah. So, so I did What did you start with, like a half sub? Um, I actually can't, I can't remember. I think you, that was something you told me not to do, so. And I agree with I you. Because I wouldn't be like, oh, <laughs> Like, greedy. Yeah, yeah. Just... yeah. yeah. But it works, and it works really well in greedy. But... Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, how do you guys feel about this album? That, this, oh. this, this upcoming album. That's... Wait, this <laughs> Say a muted version of your opinion. 
Um, definitely not my favorite album. <laughs> <laughs> or not, or just go. That, that, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> Ex- explain, explain yourself. It's okay. I like it. Um, I like most of the solo choices. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really like the basses, and I like the bass player. Yeah, we killed that shit, boy. <laughs> Um, song choices were not my favorite. Uh, so, like, what, what songs in like? Do you want to name the songs in particular? Or? or rather, what songs do you wish could have been? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, um, I mean, one can never understand how Gary Strove's brain works. Um, <laughs> that man is mysterious. It's man. a labyrinth yes. in there. Uh, and it tends to work out, and I'm sure it will. And uh, a lot of us have the same thoughts before Reality Lately came out, and I'm sure people yeah. did before 11.11 came out. That's true. In the end, he kind of always knows what he's doing, even if it's annoying. So. Yeah. I mean, this man has been doing it for, like... Right, so many... 2003? Yeah, like, oh, how many years is that? 17 now? Jeez. I mean, Andrew's right. I, definitely this time last year, I was like, I don't know about this one, guys. Right. So maybe... I It probably will, knowing him. It probably will turn around. Right. Um, I was very... I was very questioning about um about hurt me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I don't know. Like when I first heard that song, like the normal version, I I was like, no, <laughs> not beyond. <laughs> but the, but the arrangement kind of made up for it, and the like the solo good. choice and everything. Like it was just it. As I started to hear it, I was like, holy shit, like, this is good. Well, when it comes to acapella, it's really hard to know what a song is gonna sound like. Yeah. Like with an acapella arrangement beforehand, because you can hear a song, especially since we've done like like John Bellion songs, especially JT, that like doesn't even seem like it could even possibly translate to acapella. Right, exactly. But it did. It, does. Yeah. it did well. We just have the wrong audiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Old people. Nobody's be like, fault. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, we won't talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that does it for like the whole tag. Any any final words from Isabella? Before we hop into the political section. <laughs> um, I don't know. I love tag. Tag was the best thing that happened to me in high school. I feel like tag has really changed my life. And that's like so cliche to say. But... Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what about you, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I have a very love-hate relationship with tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't regret being in it mm. i met some of my best friends in tag um that's us yeah <laughs> uh but um i did have a lot of um mental strain throughout it and i guess i grew as a person um right but uh it definitely there was a lot of struggle that didn't need to be there because mm. of certain choices people made right 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 <laughs> yeah 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 no, yeah, I, no, definitely, Tag has definitely brought, I don't want to say the worst out of me. No, you can say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all those, I all those car drives back home and I'm just fucking <laughs> slamming my shit. I'm on 17! I'm, I'm on... No, 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 it's 18. Eight, oh, I'm on 18. I'm like, get that shit 18. right. <laughs> yeah, I better not get it wrong. Oh, man, I was so fucking angry, dude. On that whole 18 ship. Uh, while we were chore- choreographing, the whole time, I was just standing there like... Yeah, No, yeah, d- just, just to preface to everyone, we were we were choreographing for ICHSA, <laughs> and what's this, what's this, this was the first song that yeah. we were choreographing yep. too, yep. and we had to reach this like big line in, in the front and everything, and everyone's like, move down, and I was like, okay, I'm already down, <laughs> um, and then we're like, move down some more, I was like, okay, I'm against the wall. Move down some more. Bitch! <laughs> the fuck? And then everyone started yelling at each other. And then um, I was like, I'm on fucking 18, <laughs> bitch! It wasn't funny then. It wasn't funny then, but now it's funny now. And I bring it up to people. <laughs> like, like someone be like, uh, oh, man, like, tag this and that. I'm like, well, I was still on 18. <laughs> <laughs> like anything about tag. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the title of the... <laughs> I'm still on 18. All right, bet. I'm still on 18. That's like, you guys know in Friends when Ross is like, we were on a break. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Andrew wouldn't know because I'm pretty sure Andrew hates Friends, but. 
Do you hate Friends? No, the Office. Oh, oh no, The Office. <laughs> I hate both. Oh, oh my god. They're not good shows. No, no, no. It's dry no, no, humor. No, no, no. Okay. If there wasn't a laugh track, it'd be horrible. Okay, here's the thing. That's actually very true. I saw a YouTube video on that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it would be like a murder mystery or something. With that they took the laugh track the out. A lot of people, a lot of boring middle-aged men, uh. their, their personality traits that they like The Office. One of Andrew's personality traits is that he dislikes The Office, and he, like, makes it known. Like, as soon as someone says The Office, like, the writer of the great script we call Life takes over, and it's like, Andrew has to go on a spiel about why he hates it. <laughs> okay, but prove your reasoning. Why do you hate The Office? The Office? Why are you giving him a platform? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me a platform. Oh, man. I think... The Office was this weird attempt at trying to transfer British humor to this kind of um, American language, and it just it doesn't translate. It's the same well. language. In no, I just, you know what I mean. Like, like, a, like a metaphorical, like, like British humor in itself is it's it comes across differently as American humor does. It is um, it's produced differently. It's delivered differently. Um, and it was this attempt at trying to bring this British show into the American spotlight, right? Hmm. And what are you laughing at? <laughs> uh, and I just, I think the humor, it's, it's, it's not funny for TV. The Office is like humor that you would like have a little giggle about, like at your workplace, like in real life. It's like realistic comedy, mm-hmm. but it's not good enough for TV. Like it just, I don't. It just. I feel like I feel like the camera pans. What's the the camera is what makes it funny. Yeah, the camera is. I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. And everyone has their own opinion, and comedy in itself is objective. Right. Um, but I think compared to so many other shows that are so much better. Mm. What do you think is a funny show? What's your opinion of a funny <laughs> show? Okay, so like I don't know if they were to make like a TV show out of the Minions from <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh man! Wait, hold on. Okay, so that thing is hitting the. Oh shoot! Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's like Shut up. in the background. It's been that way for a while, but I was just like. Ambient. <laughs> the people are like, "What the fuck is that noise?" <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all. Anyway, so yeah, what do you think is a funny show? Yeah. What do I think is a funny show? Hmm. I don't know. I think um, I think comedy within like a sitcom is uh, not the best idea in the first place. Anyway, I think I'm answering the question. (laughs) I think that comedy exists in a place that is um, not acted. I I don't I don't think acted comedy comes across as across as genuine. Um, I think it can within us. Why are you laughing? (laughs) Um, I I think so, and I um, I think like with things like SNL and uh, you know just like stand up in general are so much more funny than any like sick. Well, well, SNL has like fell off for quite a while. It doesn't mean it's not funny. Uh, I mean like when it was like in like the '90s and shit, yeah, that it shit was, was really banging. Funny. But like now in the like the 2010s, like that I shit kind of. I think kinda... it depends who's at this. At this point in SNL, I think it really depends on who. Whereas in old SNL, kind of the whole thing could be funny. Everyone had their place and it was funny. Right. Now it's like there's maybe two or three people. SNL yeah. dropped off when it became political. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how this podcast is. All right! <laughs> I wanted to do that segue for the longest time, bro. When you mentioned SNL. Oh, man. Okay, so, Andrew. Yes, sir. So... Uh, describe your role and what you've done in Fort Myers for the Black Lives Matter process. Okay. Um, so I am part of a youth political organization called Keep Lee Out of Lee. Um, yeah, we have we have a statue of Robert E. Lee in downtown, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, so the county we live in is Lee County, named after the Confederate General Robert E. Lee. Um, he's known as the Union Trader. Um and basically, the entirety of um, our organization is about keeping Confederate symbols out of Lee County and backing the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you've set up uh, multiple protests uh, downtown in our area, and we've gotten in contact with uh, the progressive and um, 
we um we are backed by a uh, a wonderful lady named uh, Dr. Bonnier, um, who is a professor at uh, Florida Gulf Coast University um, in Fort Myers, and she is running for Congress. Um, and yeah, it's just been like a wonderful opportunity, and uh, it's brought a lot of good, and it's opened a lot of minds in the community. It's opened a lot of conversations. Um, for the first time, I think, uh, since I've ever been involved in our local government, I've seen our city council budge. And mm-hmm. our city council is very Republican, um, very... In, in our city, Fort Myers, it's very stereotypical for anyone who lives off of McGregor to control everything. Right. Um, and that's basically it. If they're on city council, they live off of McGregor. Um, but McGregor is only like 15% of the population within our city. Hmm. Um, and uh, in McGregor tends to be every Republican in Fort Myers. And that is, um, they are just super tight-knit and they don't budge. And, you know, we, we set up a protest. We marched to city council. We sat in on the council meeting, talked, spoke with them, had conversations, and we brought up the investigation. Their lawyers looking into removing the statue, and um, wow. you know it's progress. So, <clears throat> I was there when, um, I like I, I marched with you guys when you guys went to the city council, and I couldn't sit in because I had to go to work. But how how did I go? That went really well, and it went a lot better than I thought it would. Hmm. Um, I mean. I suppose the best thing that could happen is they were like, yeah, we're getting rid of it. But I don't think no one expected that. It wasn't going to happen. Um, But, um, you know, we went in, we talked. uh, We gave some speeches to the council members. um, And uh, uh, they agreed to open an investigation on what they can do about the statue legally. And uh, their lawyer went ahead and decided to look into it. Um, And they're having another city council meeting actually today. Um, about uh, the options that he has discovered and what can be done. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, at the time of this recording. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's So we'll find out about that later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We will update you guys. (laughs) 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 Um, So, yeah, so, like, what made you, like, well, not what made you join, but, like, because I guess we can all agree that like you know black lives matter yes. does matter um so like what what made you like make uh, what made you take that extra step to like organize you know the whole well not we yeah, get the whole like protest and everything that you have like pro- being like, an organizer instead yeah, of just yeah, a participator yeah, yeah. so i think um a lot of uh modern day white people tend to keep this like naive eye to society and they think that racism doesn't exist anymore mm. um, and you know that's great but it's not true and I th- um, it's really easy to claim that it doesn't until you see it in your own home you see it around you you see it in your life and me I do um, my entire family are these white right white right-winged Republicans that um, hate anyone that doesn't look like them um, and it's sad, and it's, um, it's what it is, I guess. Um, but I have decided that I don't want to live like that, and I um, want to treat people better than that, and that I won't follow by that example. And I think that is uh, seeing how they treat others has inspired me to go that extra mile to kind of reach out and not do that. Damn, that's powerful, dude. That's powerful. So uh, any questions, Isabella? Um, I mean, again, it's Andrew and I have talked about. Yeah, Andrew and I have talked about. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Trying to play this whole protest. Andrew and I, like, we're not close. Um, I mean, we're not. I don't know. Let me think. Wow. Um, I don't know. We've kind of come to bond at least a little bit over being like solitary liberal-minded people and families Mm of republicans and not that not not that every single republican intentionally you know 
you know, the whole spiel. Right. Um, but that's that ends up being if you're not incredibly careful, that ends up being what you support. So, mm. um, questions for Andrew. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, like just seeing you do that is very like inspiring, and like, um, like going going to the protests and seeing everyone show up. It's like, it's like, damn, you know. Um, <laughs> do you have a proposed name of what we, what you would name Lee County? Like a different oh, name. Oh, there was uh, a name because they were thinking about changing the name. Calusa County. Calusa. Oh, really? The Calusa Indians or the Calusa Native Americans, um, rather, um, were the Native Americans that were present in uh, where we lived before colonization. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so we just everyone thought it would honor them and yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought Calusa County was already a thing. It, there is, but it's spelled differently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a boy. Damn. <laughs> Damn, they try to play yeah. Trixies. The Calusa County that exists is C A L O O S A instead of C A L U S A. Oh. Yeah. So they spelled it like how you would say it. Calusa. <laughs> like double O, right? Is there a double O? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Calusa. Yeah, you say it, Calusa. Yeah. Like that? <laughs> Calusa. Yeah. It works either way. I mean, it I, works. Yes. <laughs> No, I will just say I'm definitely proud of, I'm proud of Andrew, and I'm also, this is the first time, not a huge Fort Myers fan, this has been the first time I felt any sort of pride for where I live. Right, exactly. Like, I've never cared, and then when I was downtown, because we were actually tag recording, and we had to leave because the protest was coming by, um, when that was happening... And I was meeting my mom, and I saw the protesters going by downtown. I was so proud. Like, I started tearing up. Yeah, there was, was so there was a fuck ton. Yeah. Like, there was 600-plus. Yeah. Those were huge ones. And yeah. for the most part, it was all peaceful at that particular protest. Yeah. You, was, you, all of it was entirely peaceful. Yeah, you went to that big one. How, how was that? I went to a lot of them. I probably went to entirely, like, five or six protests. Um, the first week, I didn't... Um, go to too many because I was still kind of worried about the COVID thing um, mm. and I, I definitely still was um, I say it's safe wore a mask all that um, right but um, yeah I mean they were all huge um, the first one had 400 500 people especially as the day went on it just stacked up and stacked up right yeah went through like five or six marches in one day um, we heard them like down the block when we were recording yeah. like that yeah. like yeah well um so the way our downtown is set up, there's um, the Riverwalk District, which is like the main strip, and then there's the surrounding areas, um, and there's this road that leads off of downtown called McGregor, which is what we talked about earlier, um, and they ended up marching all the way down McGregor toward where our recording studio was, mm. um, and that is like, you know, four or five miles from downtown, and it was like, wow, they really came that far. Mm. Damn. Yeah. No, yeah, going through those, like, protests and, like, marching and, like, just being there for the cause is, like, powerful, you know? And, like, to the to the, the few people, well, to the people who can't go because corona, like, that's understandable. Like, just, like, do your part and, like, share your thoughts online and talk to your family members or your friends who have, like, different views and stuff. Um, I remember when I was talking to this one kid who was, well, I don't want to say arrogant, but, like, just very... Um, not uh i guess not educated on the fact that like this issue was like real and shit and so it was just like i don't know i feel like some people like they don't accept what's real mm-hmm. they're living under the delusion that makes their lives easier and less guilty to live right yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean yeah i guess like how would you address those people like, for you, Andrew, like, how would you? So what exactly are those people are talking about? Like, like just... All Lives Matter people? Or, like... <laughs> those Karens out there who say All Lives Matter? Oh, my God. Wait. Did you see the uh, video where it was, like, this girl... This Karen-looking... I'm going to say bitch. This Karen-looking <laughs> bitch at, at a fucking grocery store. And she was, like... She's, like, F these N-words and et cetera, et cetera. And it's, like, I'm going to kill all of you and... And she's like, get my license plate, and et cetera. I'm like, holy shit, girl. Like, See, I find it funny that people are so shocked by these things. Um, 
because a lot of people aren't surrounded by it. You don't see it. And so when you see that in society, it's so um, bizarre. But for a lot of white people, that's their every day. That's their day to day. You see that stuff all the time. That's crazy. And growing, not growing up, I was born in Florida. And I am, um, right. but I, I lived in North Carolina for four or five years and uh, in Thomasville and within Randolph County. And it's just so largely Republican and has a huge um, racist population and there's a large KKK population there, which is very interesting. Oh, damn. Um, and it's just, you know, like there's just a different culture there than there is here in Florida. Mm. Um, and even in Florida, this isn't the most liberal place, but it's so much more so than something like North Carolina, especially where I live. Mm. Um, and you know, it's, a, it's like the day to day, you know, like you're in middle school and you're throwing out the N word and it's normal. You're a white kid. It doesn't wow. matter. And opposed to living there to here, you know, here you get chastised for it. There you wouldn't. Mm, um, not, not always. Not always. I know, it's most of the time, though. Mm. Especially with the school that we went to. Mm. Um, oh, you mean like at a high school level? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's the day-to-day. And like I said, I grew up with that. I remember I was in fifth grade and my best friend... Um, making fun of me because I was hanging out with a black kid across the street and uh, him being like dude I hate n-words why are you hanging out with that n-word like what is this and being one of the biggest things that ever opened my eyes about you know like how we treat people and realizing that maybe my family isn't the greatest people yeah that's crazy and like I, I imagine like it's tough that it's like even in your family like um, I think that I've come to accept it. Hmm. Uh, I've realized, I mean, to be fair, most of my family is very non-political, and hmm. a lot of my family is very loving to people, and they don't really care. Right. It just so happens that the family that I specifically live with, because of the passing of my mother and um, issues that I've had with my father, my grandmother is very old, or my great grandmother, great grandmother rather, hmm. um, is very old, and my um, my aunt has some very traditional opinions um so they have uh kind of been rooted in this ideology that is very unfortunate and uh definitely differs from mine right 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 yeah i mean that's crazy i mean i don't know i feel like like i don't know like for me because i'm indian i don't i guess my family doesn't like do that like i i say like they're mostly like uh, democratic, um, and, like, I remember, like, when I was in school, I guess, like, I was, I was bullied for my race, like, in elementary, like, this was, like, in elementary, middle school, it kind of, it kind of stopped, but, like, elementary, like, basic shit, um, uh, (laughs) there's a joke where it was, like, (laughs) this girl came up to me, she's, like, yo, you look like (laughs) doo-doo, and I'm just, laughing about it <laughs> uh, yeah I'm la- well i mean i can laugh it off now but like at the time i was crying my fucking eyes out yeah. <laughs> like yeah. but uh, no no no. I, at first i was confused <laughs> and then i cried my eyes out um so it's just like I, I i guess like i can just laugh it off but it's just like damn like some kids are just like born that like not born that way but just raised that way yeah and it's just yeah see I think part of the issue with modern day racism is we go about getting rid of it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to teach everyone to be politically correct. And um, I don't think that always works. I think what you need to teach people is to be loving and caring and more forgiving. Um, and, you know, not to take things so seriously. Um, Oh, Isabella. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, not, like, I'm not saying people should go throw around the N-word, but I, um... Like, if someone, like, jokingly calls me a cracker, like, it's... Maybe not the best thing to say, but mm. I think we need to le- learn to be more forgiving about things. Um, and that when we create conflict, um, 
fire on fire makes more fire. Like, it just doesn't mm. help things. I think it's very different because if somebody calls you a cracker, you can laugh it off because, like, we haven't been oppressed for, like, years and years and years. You know what I'm saying? So, um, someone calling me, like, a, I don't know, a Guido or something is way... Spaghetti-o! <laughs> is way different. Is way different than somebody calling, like, a POC, some derogatory term, or mm. the end or something. Mm. So, I think, yes, I think political correctness kind of becomes this um, balancing act of making sure you're not offending anyone. That's true. But I also think that we shouldn't just brush off I think that's been the problem in raising our children is that when they're young, we brush off, you know, the racism and the inequality that has occurred for years and years and years. And then as they get older, you kind of try to slowly integrate what the truth is. Mm. And I think right off, it's hard because it's, it's the parents we need to be teaching ultimately, not the children, because the parents are who are going to teach Ooh. the children. You know what I'm saying? That shit was deep. So, well, no, but I'm just, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm just saying, I agree with you, Andrew, in that we need to become a more teaching and learning environment, a more, you know, you know, in, in that sense. But I also think there are definitely things that need to continually be pointed out because we don't want to be repeating history again and again and again and again you know i think um i think a lot of the issue is we teach our kids not to say things like the n-word um because they're gonna piss someone off not mm. because mm. of the what struggle and hate that is behind that word and mm. what it um what it could mean to someone and what could that that could affect someone by saying right mm. um i was raised that way um i was told to not say it outside of the house and you know i'm not gonna lie as a, as a kid i said it and i'm like it's nice it's not something i'm gonna lie about mm. um it's something that i've learned to not do anymore and then i've grown from that but you know as a elementary and middle schooler i was this republican white kid from north carolina so that's just how it goes you know and things mm. changed but um yeah i think uh the re-education of that word and like Signing priorities toward where uh, we need to think of it. I think um, oh, there's just so much hate gathered around it right now that it's just hard to make progress with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, like, classes, like, classes should, like, 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 teach upon this? Because I know, like, sometimes they, like, graze it for, like, a week or two. Well, not even a week or two, just, like, for, like, a class or two and then they're like okay like do you think like like, like we've checked our boxes we're ending racism right exactly <laughs> like do you think like at least like history teachers should like touch upon like because like i i've seen the argument where it's like there shouldn't be a black history month it should just be in the curriculum like you know like how do you guys feel about that i mean having having a black history month kind of although it it has good intentions and also indoctrinates the idea that one this is an issue that we can compartmentalize Mm. and just handle for 29 days and then or 28 days and call it a day and two it also pushes the issue that black lives matter and the struggle that people of color face is only in history whereas it's obviously not the case it's happening right now Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's true but yeah, I feel like this year is definitely going to be in the history books. Um, but how do you, how do you feel about that, Andrew? Um, I think that it's like I said. I think that we need to think about um, our education systems, and I think that's a lot of what um, creates the society that we have. I mean, a lot of our education system right now is focused on creating this free market. Um, you know, uh, capitalist society. So mm-hmm. it's focused on um, creating workers. And I think you don't have a lot of time for teaching people how to love each other, how to be appreciative. Um, mm-hmm. 
and you know it gets better and it's better than it used to be but um and I think over time it does and I think even things as simple as like hey maybe you shouldn't bully people um helps a lot but uh, right. I think we need to teach our kids how to love each other and not uh be so hateful yeah no I remember <laughs> I remember in like I guess middle school or some shit like I I used to be like so I I guess like I'd cringe on the fact that it was like like oh we're gonna talk about bullying you know because it's like I guess I've been like a victim of it um so I'm just like no (laughs) right like like let's just uh let's just dismiss idea but like I like I don't know I feel like yeah you guys are right like we, we have to like teach kids and even the parents at least like you know, like, just what's, I, I'm not what's right or wrong, but just, like, you know, how to how to treat people. You know, did you guys see the Bill Nye video? Where he, like, yeah, got the, uh, no, 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 the, the one with the world. And he's, oh, like, no, 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 it's, like, he shows, like, a picture of the world, and he's, he removes that, and he's, like, all right, this is like the geographical race locations and everything. And he is like, we all originated from oh, Africa yeah, and we spread around. Mm-hmm. And this skin color difference is only based on like the vitamin D and I forgot what the other world uh, word was, but no, 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 no. Um, it's like, I don't know, it's vitamin <laughs> D is something else. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, oh shit, like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just very interesting to like see that, but like there was there was also there was also a point um there was like some people who came to like shut down the protest or something. Oh. I forget like who who they were. You want to elaborate? Yeah. So um, the Robert E. Lee bus that we have downtown in our city is uh, the the statue in itself is owned by or not the statue but like the the head of it it's 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 just like this little bust um is owned by this organization called the sons of confederate veterans Um, oh that's yeah that's they basically pride themselves on conserving confederate history and keeping their southern tradition and heritage alive right um i remember when they we we had we had that protest when we marched to it and like they were there and we were kneeling and stuff and yeah, well, um, the thing I will give them credit for is they are very good at staying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- you said staying, right? Finish my sentence. They're just very good at staying. But they were very persistent, though. No, <laughs> not even going to lie. They yeah. are very good at staying peaceful <laughs> and staying... Uh, yeah, that's very true. They... they, they um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good tactic, you know, when you when you um I thought they were gonna like full and you let other people yell at you and you just stand there right. you seem very prideful. Right. And it gives you this perspective and uh they um it makes you seem like the bigger person. I I'm, I'm I yeah, they didn't steal Ricky's bag cuz Ricky left his bag there and Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad people. They just right. have um horrendous political views. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You know, they just aren't educated enough, or they've been educated mm-hmm. a wrong way, wrong way and they yeah. think uh, that that's the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and they're, um, I've, I've talked to them before, and I've talked to a couple, and technically uh, I'm in this Facebook group with them because I, like, rated it and <laughs> steal information from it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the spy on I, the I, inside. She's working on the inside. Yeah. And... You know, they um, they try to stay prideful and say that it's all about uh, keeping their southern heritage alive. But every once in a while, you'll see a very interesting posts in this Facebook group <laughs> or talk to one, or see one of them say something that is just super racist or super just ignorant mm. and things like that. And it's it sucks because, like in this Facebook group that it's the Facebook group is just called. Uh, or I'm, I'm not gonna say it because people are gonna go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, the few people that are listening to this yes. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, <laughs> you, me, and Prob will all look at it. Uh, yeah. But it, it yeah, contains uh, the members in it are for anywhere from 
you know, a school board member mm-hmm. to one of our city council. Oh members. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yes. it, love that. Um, and it's just insane. And <laughs> it was so funny. We actually confronted one of the, the school board members. School board members <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they were like, hey, bitch, <laughs> what you doing in the Facebook? They were like, hey, we kind of saw you were in this group that <laughs> preaches hate. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was not aware I was in that group. I wasn't aware I was in the group. <laughs> A group that you have to request to join. Oh, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I wasn't aware I was in the group. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, so basically they show up to the protest. They just kind of stand there and record with their phones, um, trying to make people look like idiots. They won't cite violence if they have to, but they do it by making people mad. Right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They yeah, will yeah, never yeah. start something mm-hmm. because they want to be the bigger person. Right. Um, right. Flip the story. And and they kind of mm-hmm. use the uh, the passion and aggression of the BLM movement to their own advantage. Mm. Um, and even at one of the protests that we... Posted, we ended up um, doing this kind of uh, like uh, symbolic thing for George Floyd where we laid on the ground yeah. for was eight minutes and 30 something seconds. Right. I forgot the exact time. Um, and uh, they were just standing all around us, and then one guy decided that came to every protest, and he just. He did come to every protest, and it seemed like he was trying to incite violence just for the sake of inciting violence. Um, hmm. Yeah, um, I was I was there for that, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But, um, and uh, he just was trying to start stuff with them and was yelling at them. And even Ricky, um, and I, I love Ricky, but he just makes poor choices sometimes, pointed them out to the entire crowd. Right. When you point an individual three people out to an, a crowd of they were right in the middle of that goddamn crowd too. I was like, oh. Two hundred fifty to three hundred people that are mad, yeah, and enraged. Yeah. It's not a good idea. It never is. Definitely and it not. worked out, and we were able to get the crowd out of there and back to the sun, like the so Centennial, Centennial Park, Park. Yeah. Um, before anything started, but it was just kind of scary for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, those. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, there was, um, did those people come, like, because you guys went to the police station and they were, like, going to guard it or something like that? They, uh, they were just there to, to stand around the statue. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, the statue is, there's, like, a statue and it's, the, it's his memorial. Um, so there's a statue with his name, his death, and his death date and, like, a bio on the back. Um, and then on top of it is where they put the bus, which is just his head. Mm. And right now, the Sons of Confederate Veterans were allowed by the city to take the bus and keep it for protection during the BLM movement. Um, but right now, it's just the statue that's up there. Mm. Um, and so they decided that, I mean, people call them counter-protesters. I don't know what you want to call them, but they mm. just stood around the statue. And uh, that was about it. Wow. Yeah. Any Anything to add? Mm-hmm. No? Anything to add? No? That's it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> been alright, yeah. It's been a decent podcast episode. I guess we'll end it off uh, here. Vote! Vote! <laughs> if you're not already registered, I'm sorry. Yeah, or if you're not 18. And yeah. Um, but vote! <laughs> You can find the, the links to the Black Lives Matter um, uh, links and everything. It'll be like a Google Doc. So the to the links to the links. <laughs> um, and then you can find the links to Isabella's songs that we talked about, mm-hmm. except for the new ones because the album's not out yet. But um, it'll be out sometime in August. Yeah, yeah, sometime August, Octoberish. Um, so yeah, the links will be down in the description. You want them to follow you on your socials or not? If you sure. wanna. Yeah. All right. Plug in your socials. Oh wait, now I have to say. Yeah, it? you just say it. <laughs> no, that's awkward. Okay, on on Instagram, on basically every platform, but mostly Instagram, it's b e l b e r b e l b e l b a r r a, and it's. <laughs> so Belbara. If you want it. Bell Bell Barra.
Bell Bell Barra at Instagram. Yeah. Go give her a follow for the few people who are listening. Uh, Insta- I mean, Instagram, Andrew. Let's go. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Andrew Darden239. Andrew Darden239. Hey, with that 239 area code, you already know. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you can follow me at I Have Problems <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, let me spell it out for you. Uh, I. <laughs> But wait, um, no, you should, because it's not, like, pro. Right, right, right. Okay, so it's I have, H-A-V-E, <laughs> and then P-R-A-B-H-L-E-M-S, problems. Get it, guys? Got you it. get it? <laughs> you He's get really it. clever. I know, I know. Oh, uh, so much turmoil in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so you can find all the links down in the descriptions below. Uh <laughs> <laughs> down in the description below the black lives matter um andrew you want to plug in and oh yeah the robert e lee uh petition or is it do you want to plug that don't be part of the turmoil guys uh we have an instagram page for our organization it's called keep robert e out of lee no spaces um the petition link is in the bio if you're interested yeah so go give that a follow um go sign that petition uh, let's get that goddamn statue out of here. Um, and then, yeah, so all the links in the description. Uh, any final words? Turmoil. <laughs> Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> any final words? No, I'm good, B. Yeah. Okay, all right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace out, guys. Bye.